Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And I just wanted to start this week with some shout outs to our vegan Business Tribe members. And first, Amanda from thriveforlife.com.au in Queensland, Australia, who sent me a message to say that she'd binge listened to this podcast for a full weekend. And now she thinks she might be developing an English accent from listening to me so much. But I know that Amanda has just been helped to start running her in-person vegan cooking classes again on Australia's Sunshine Coast. So I know that's been a great win for her and her business to be able to start those up again. And the same with another one of our members, Anya from Living Veggie by Anya, who was able to give a live cooking demonstration as part of a Singapore vegan festival last week. And she sent through photos of her delivering that. Might I just add, looking extremely professional wearing her chef wife. And it is just so great seeing our members back in front of people again, spreading the vegan word. And whilst we're talking about some of our foodie members, I'll also give a shout out to Annette and Graham from Henry and Henry. And they moved from the UK to Germany to educate more people about the benefits of a whole food plant based diet. And they've just launched their new free and paid membership site for people wanting to get better information and support about plant-based nutrition. And Annette and Graham, or the Henrys as we collectively call them, they are just really great vegan business tribe members and they're always really active and getting involved in the conversations in our community hub. So if you want to find out more about what they do, go take a look at henryandhenryeu.com. And that's just a shout out to a couple of our hundreds of Vegan Business Tribe members. And if you want to join them and get support from just an amazing community of vegan business owners who are on the exact same mission that you are on, then go check out the website at veganbusinesstribe.com. And we are always indebted to people who join Vegan Business Tribe. Because not only do you get to access a lot as a member, and you do do get to access a lot. You get our online courses, you get access to all our events, our business clinics, our content and our community hub. But your £12.99 a month, that means that we can keep creating this podcast every week, keep putting out the free content for all those vegan businesses who need that extra help in getting started and just doing everything we can to keep championing the vegan business cause worldwide. And our paid members also get access to the member-only content. And that included the one-hour live masterclass I did a couple of weeks back on how to find more customers for your vegan business. And the recording of that session, along with the full Q&A that I did afterwards, that's now live in the member events archive. So if you submitted a question for that, then you can go sign up to the website and watch back the session in the events archive. So. 
Let's get started on this week's topic. And we're going to reopen an old conversation here about the terminology we use when talking about our businesses and products. And we've talked about this quite a lot in the past because we know that some people are put off by the word vegan. Just mentioning some of our members a moment ago, in one of our networking sessions this week, Katie from doitbroccoli.co.uk was talking about taking a stall at a local non-vegan village fair. And although she did very well selling her vegan treats and gifts at a non-vegan event, her friend running a vegan cake stall didn't tell people that the cakes were vegan and she completely sold out. And had you come to me 24 months ago, or maybe even just a year ago, and asked if you should call your product or service vegan, or should you refer to it as plant-based, then I'd have given you a very simple piece of advice. If you are selling to vegans, then call your company or product vegan. But if you're selling to everyone, including non-vegans, then go with plant-based or cruelty-free or maybe like the cake stand, simply don't mention it at all. But just over this last year, perhaps, things are starting to change. Now, there's a whole raft of reasons that are contributing to this, but vegan, it's starting to become cool. People who a year or so ago might have been put off from trying vegan food, they've now probably already had a good experience of eating vegan and so are open to trying more. And more and more celebrities have come out as being vegan. And it's not just young influencers and musicians like Billie Eilish and Lizzo, but celebrities who a wider range of people and ages connect with, such as the actors Benedict Cumberbatch and Brad Pitt, now promoting a vegan diet. So whatever your age and background, there are now people just like you in the public eye talking about the benefits of being vegan. And this is a significant change. We also can't ignore the COVID pandemic. Now, research from Viva, the Vegan Society, and a number of other organisations, including ourselves, have all indicated that the pandemic has moved the vegan market forwards by at least a couple of years, if not more. Three in four of the world's new or emerging infectious diseases come from animals and us using them as a commodity. And nothing hits that message home harder than us all being locked up at home through a global pandemic. But it's the food companies themselves that have been driving this acceptance of the V word. Many high street brands and chain restaurants, they're now on their second generation of plant-based offerings. And whereas they might not have embraced the vegan label the first time around because they were not sure how their customers would react to it. But this time around, they're bringing out proudly vegan pizzas and burgers that they know from their own customer research that as many non-vegan customers are eating as vegans and vegetarians are, if not more. 
The takeaway ordering app Deliveroo, they released their vegan playbook earlier in the year, showing that the vegan takeaway category was growing by 115% year on year. 115%. And again, in this playbook, they cite research saying that 25% of millennials had said that the COVID pandemic has made vegan more appealing to them. They also revealed that the word vegan is one of the most searched for words on the Deliveroo app. And that's important. Not plant-based or meat-free, but vegan. So if a customer is now accepting and actually going out and looking for vegan products and services, is it time to drop those alternative phrases? It is true that vegan products have really entered the mainstream this last year, with high-profile vegan launches from the biggest companies in almost every category. And we mustn't forget that a vast amount of people buying these products, they're not actually vegan themselves. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you have heard me quote research from Beyond Meat, showing that 93% of the people buying their meat replacement Beyond Burgers are meat eaters. 93%. Vegans and vegetarians, they only make up a really small percentage of their customer base. And if we're going to accept that the big market for vegan products are the people who are not yet vegan, then perhaps it's time to start making it simple for them to understand what they are buying. They're not going out looking for a plant-based meal option. They're not trying to find a cruelty-free lipstick. They're looking for the vegan ones. The term plant-based can confuse people. I've known of plenty of people ask if cheese or seafood can be part of a plant-based meal. But the term vegan, even if that customer couldn't actually explain exactly what a vegan does and doesn't buy, they understand that choosing vegan is a way to improve their health and lessen their impact on the planet. And one company who is embracing the V word is vegan chicken brand VFC, which was started by Veganuary founder Matthew Glover and chef Adam Lyons. Now, VFC recently announced that they had banned the use of a phrase plant-based in all their marketing. And in a recent interview with vegan news site Green Queen, Matthew Glover said that they had banned the term because they are activists first and food producers second. Plant-based, that doesn't cover how they feel or what they want to achieve as a company. And I think that's something that we can all identify with. Now, we have to accept that there's probably a bit of compromise needed from us here. Because to us, vegan means so much more than the food we eat or the products that we put in our bodies. And you only have to spend a little bit of time in various vegan Facebook groups to see that vegan means a whole lot of different things to a whole lot of different people. But if letting non-vegans start to associate with the term makes it easier to get them started on their vegan journey, then that can only be 
a good thing. As I always say, if you're a vegan company and you are only selling to vegans, then you're kind of missing the point of having a vegan company. And VFC, they've gone one step further. They are taking these non-vegans who are now more accepting of the term and are actively looking for vegan alternatives. And they are using the VFC product and brand to introduce them to the wider meaning of vegan ethics. Again, in the same Green Queen interview, Matthew Glover is quoted as saying that vegan, that describes the mission and responsibility that they feel to save as many animals as possible. Plant-based may be an accurate description of what they sell, but they don't just want to describe how their food is made. And this is what separates a vegan company from a non-vegan company promoting vegan options. And it's working. Now, I think we can all recognise that the VFC name, it is a play on the global fried chicken brand KFC. And I know that they must have had their lawyers look into that before launching. So I reckon I'm probably okay to mention that here. But what is interesting is the research that VFC did when launching their brand. They surveyed the general public, asking how they felt about a brand leading with an ethical vegan message. In fact, the line that they tested was food that doesn't cost a wing and a leg. 62% of the people they interviewed, they were positive towards this, and 10% were neutral. So that 72% of the general public were not put off by leading with an animal rights message. In fact, when they looked at the responses from just the flexitarians and people who were actively reducing their meat intake, that percentage figure, it didn't go up by a huge amount. So they established that only 28% of the people that they asked didn't connect with a brand leading with an ethical animal rights brand message. And that is a huge takeaway, if you'll excuse the pun, because we're always questioning if we should lead with the term vegan in case we put off our customers. But VFC, they've gone one step further to find out how people would connect with their strap line. Now, that line, food that doesn't cost a wing and a leg, that's quite an aggressive animal rights message. And the majority of people were not put off by that. And that's what's changing. People who do not usually follow a vegan diet are now making a connection between the food on their plates and the animal it came from. And they're very open being led towards making a change. Because no consumer wants to change their buying habits. Before now, somebody going vegan meant making very significant changes to the food they bought, where they went out to eat and the products that they consumed. And if you haven't yet connected with the ethical message of veganism as a consumer, then that is a lot to ask. But now, people can make those ethical changes without actually changing their consumer behaviours. They can still go out to Pizza Hut with their mates and just order from the vegan menu. They can buy the same brands that they trust and that they have grown up with, but just buy the vegan version. 
they don't have to give up fried chicken. They can just choose the option that isn't resulting in animals being killed. And as we see at Vegan Business Tribe, it's not just about food products. You can now have your website designed and built by vegan web designers who share your ethics. You can use vegan accountants. You can even buy vegan dog food. And if you're wondering, yes, we've got all of those as members at Vegan Business Tribe if you're trying to find any. So there has never been the interest and acceptance in vegan products and services as there is right now. And it's only going to grow as climate change makes a real impact, as well as protecting against future pandemics. And we were amazed at Vegan Campout, which is one of the UK's biggest vegan events with 11,000 people there. How many non-vegans we got talking to? Lisa and I, we've got friends who run vegan bed and breakfasts, such as P-Zone Park, Vegan B&B in Scarborough, or Stonewater B&B on the Isle of Arran in Scotland. And they tell us how many non-vegans they have staying with them now. In fact, the last time that Lisa and I stayed at P-Zone Park Vegan B&B, we got talking to a couple at the next table who had just retired from their butcher's business and they'd come to a vegan B&B as a way to learn more about being vegan. So maybe that example alone is a perfect reflection of why it's now time to embrace the word vegan in our products, in our companies and in our services. But is it time to be more unapologetically vegan in our businesses too, knowing that more non-vegans will connect with those ethics? At Vegan Business Tribe, Lisa and I, we don't shy away from telling people why we do what we do. And if you come to one of our networking meetups, you will understand that we're on the same vegan mission that you are. You're not going to get some business advice with vegan light sprinkled over the top. This is our activism. We started with the skills we already had in helping people build businesses and worked out how to use those skills to further the vegan cause. But to do that might need a change in mindset. Now, recently, in one of the vegan Facebook groups, someone had posted asking if people thought we were on track for a vegan world in our lifetime. And looking through the responses from my fellow vegans, they were almost all negative. People were giving all the reasons why it wouldn't happen, how it couldn't happen, how they would love it to happen, but it just wasn't going to. And we're beating ourselves before we've even begun. I think I was one of the only people to jump on those comments with a hell yeah if I've got anything to do about it. Because will we actually see a vegan world in our lifetimes? Who knows? But what the last couple of years has shown us is how quickly things can change on a global scale. In 2018, so only three years ago from when I'm recording this, Waterstones, who is one of the biggest book retailers here in the UK, they had 944 books listed with vegan in the title. Today, three years later, they list over 10,000. So is it time to ditch plant-based, 
cruelty-free, meat alternative, and all the other euphemisms we've been using for our vegan products and services. Well, before we answer that, let's just run back over some of the points we've spoken about to find out. And number one, there are still some people who are put off by the word vegan. But as VFC's research has suggested, that group of people is shrinking considerably. And to be honest, they're probably not your clients anyway. Point two, the combination of the global COVID pandemic causing us all to examine our relationship with animals and the number of celebrities of all ages and audiences now talking about vegan diets means that more and more people have been exposed to veganism and probably they've had a positive experience of it. Point three, in their vegan playbook, the takeaway ordering app Deliveroo showed that the vegan takeaway category was growing by 115% year on year and that vegan was one of the most searched for terms on their platform. Four, non-vegans, or as Lisa likes to call them, people who are not vegan yet, <laughs> they are actively searching out vegan options on a huge scale. And to these people, Alternative phrases such as plant-based or free-form, this might actually cause confusion. To them, vegan has more positive connotations than negative. 5. The research by vegan fried chicken brand VFC showed that the majority of non-vegan customers connected with their animal rights message, even though they would not identify themselves as vegan. And point six, if people can change what they buy without having to change their buying behaviour, then they are happy to choose or at least try the vegan option. So maybe it is time to call it just that. So what's my final recommendation in this argument for ditching the phrase plant-based? Well, again, if you'd have asked me a couple of years ago, or maybe even just 12 months ago, I would still be making a strong case for calling a vegan product aimed at non-vegans plant-based. But for those of us who are very active in the sector, you can feel the change. Not just from consumers, but also from companies. Vegan companies have found out that they can embrace their veganism and consumers come with them and support that mission, even if they're not living a vegan lifestyle themselves. And I guess this actually comes back to the aspirational part of marketing. Plenty of non-active people buy sportswear brands promoted by athletes saying it gives them better performance. Plenty of people buy the same brand of sunglasses or watches as favoured by airline pilots without ever having the nerve to try and fly an aeroplane. So why wouldn't people who aspire to lessen their impact on the world buy vegan products from vegan companies, even if they are not yet vegan themselves? Okay, so that's pretty much it for this episode. And this has been a really thought-provoking one. But before you go, 
I'm just going to give an extra push to invite you to join us at Vegan Business Tribe if you're not already signed up with us over on the website. And that's because I'm recording this in September. And there is something about September for people getting serious about growing their business or even starting a new one. Maybe it's the kids going back to school or maybe it's just, I don't know, the end of a summer holiday season here in the UK. But we've seen a big uptick in people signing up with us this month. So I've got a special offer for you. If you've been sitting on the fence, if you've just been lurking, listening to these podcasts and not yet signed up with us, but you want to get serious about growing your vegan business. First, if you email me, on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com. Just saying that you listen to this podcast and you'd like to try out being a member of Vegan Business Tribe, then I will send you a link with a coupon code to get a first month free trial. Now, once you've used this coupon to sign up, then you'll automatically be redirected to mine and Lisa's diary to book in a welcome one-to-one so that you can tell us all about your vegan business or just your idea for one, and we'll see how we can help you with it. After that, with this free month, you'll be able to book onto any of our upcoming events, which includes our networking meetups with the other members, our business clinics with myself and Lisa, or our goal setting and accountability workshops, just to make sure that you actually hit those goals that you keep setting yourself. And as a bonus to all that, we'll also add you into the Vegan Business Tribe Community Hub, where you can introduce yourselves and get support from all our other members, including myself and Lisa. And also, as a final reason, just to try us out, you'll also get full access to our vegan marketing course for your free month. Now, some dedicated people, they have managed to get through the entire course in under a month. So let's see how you get on. Vegan Business Tribe is our vegan advocacy. This is mine and Lisa's activism. Using our skills and experience to help you have a bigger impact with your vegan business. That is how we can move towards this vegan world and perhaps in our lifetime. So if now is the time to get serious about your vegan business, just email me on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com. Say you're a podcast listener and I'll send you that free month coupon. And not only will we be able to see how we can help you, but if you then go on to become a paid member after that free month, you will know that your £12.99 is helping us to keep putting out this podcast every week, to do all our events and produce all our content, and that you are helping to support all the work we do, way beyond just creating this podcast, to help champion the vegan business scene. So, That really is it now. Hard sell over. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please do leave us a five-star review on iTunes or consider sharing this podcast with your own followers and network so that we can reach even more vegan business owners and move towards that vegan world. Thank you for your time for listening. We hugely appreciate you giving up your time every week to listen. And I will see you on the next one.